Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you as I have promised Moses. From the wilderness and the, the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, and into the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, now I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all of the laws that I gave my servant Moses to give to you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that it may be careful that you act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong, be courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Gospel according to Matthew chapter 9. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned the twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, known as Peter, and then his brother Andrew, and James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphys, and Theatus, Simon, the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve were sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out the demons. You receive without payment. You give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, 
or two tunics or sandals or a staff, for the laborers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter to find out who is in it and stay there until you leave. As you enter the house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. See, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them. For they will hand you over to the councils and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings because of me. As a testimony to them and the Gentiles. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you at that time. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of God speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and father and his child and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who encounters to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly, I tell you, you will not have gone through all of the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The last few weeks, we've been talking about the life and ministry of Moses. The importance of Moses in Scripture and what we can learn from Moses as we continue to be faithful Christians in the world today. Moses spent 40 years leading his people, leading God's people towards the promised land. The land flowing with milk and honey. Moses listened to God for for the most part. And the Israelites made it to the promised land. But Moses himself never made it to the promised land. Instead, it was Joshua whom God appointed to take over leadership of the Israelites after Moses' death. And it was Joshua who led the Israelites into the promised land. This was a big task for Joshua, but God promised that God will not leave or forsake Joshua along the way. That, the fact that God promised Joshua that was important. Because he knew that whatever came up, God was going to be with him. Joshua knew that he could not do it alone. Joshua knew about the importance of support, of community. Because he knew what it took to get God's people to the place that they needed to go. Joshua knew about Moses Delivering the plagues to the Egyptians. Joshua knew about Moses parting the Red Sea. He was there when the Israelites were complaining from thirst. And how Moses brought forth water from the rocks. 
Yes, it was Moses at the front uh, doing everything, but behind the scenes, it was all being done by God. God promised God's people salvation and God delivered. Now, God promised Joshua that God was going to be there for him. Now, he was to be the leader of God's people. And this kept Joshua going after Moses' death, all of God's promises, because Joshua was chosen to lead, and now he had a decision to make. Was he going to be the exact same leader that Moses was? Was he going to be the leader of, of the person that he emulated, that he admired? Or was he going to be the leader that God wanted him to be? Because it was easier to remain with the status quo. It's easier to take a, a, the safe route and continue as Moses led. But what Joshua was being called to do was to be the person, was to be the leader that God wanted him to be. And as people of faith here in the world today, it's easy for us to look back and to see things as they were. It is easy for us to look back at our past and to say, if we could do the same thing now that we did then, if we could recreate what we have done in the past and do it now, things will be okay. And I believe honoring the past is important, but we are also called to move forward. We are also called to do and to try new things. What we can learn from the transition of leadership from Moses to Joshua is the importance of looking forward and not just looking back. You see, the danger that we can run into when we look back is we can miss God's activity all around us now. Because God continues to be active in everything that we do. Instead of looking forward to see what God is doing right here, right now, we want to look back and see and find and recreate what was familiar to us. You see, in the beginning of Joshua taking over from Moses, it was hard because Moses was their leader for 40 years and now there's this new leader. And what are the people going to do about that? What is Joshua going to do about that? How is he going to take over from this significant part of these people's lives? Because Joshua will lead in a very different way than Moses. And the people of God are going to move forward. And the constant, the one constant is the promise of God. The promise of God that it was that God was going to be there with them and for them. The promise from God is that God was going to lead them into the promised land. And now there's a change. And we have a change at Prince of Peace, right? This Sunday, uh, we have a new musician who's going to be with us for a little while. And when I talked about our music ministry with Morgan, he informed me that his gift, the thing that he studied the most, the thing that he is most proficient in is playing the guitar. So we are going to try something new. We're going to have Morgan lead us on a few hymns with a guitar on our service on Sunday morning. And you can watch that on our live stream at 1015 on Sunday. This is something new. We are experimenting to see if this is something we would like to continue to do for a while moving forward. The way that we are going to praise God is going to change slightly, but we are still praising God. 
We are still looking ahead to think about all the possibilities for us in this. And we know that the promises of God is going to be here. God is present with us in this place. If we are singing with an organ or piano or a guitar, God is here. The promises of God are here for today. The promises of God are present in every situation that we are in. This past week, I met with some of our confirmation students. We talked about a number of Bible passages and Bible stories. One of the stories that we talked about was Jesus walking on water. During that story, Jesus invited Peter to walk on water with him. Peter sees Jesus and Jesus asked him to step out onto the water. Jesus was making a promise. He said, come to me, Peter. And Peter stepped out. Now, until the disciples started complaining about the waves around him, and Peter looked at the waves, and and he stood still. And as Peter stood still, the waves put him under. And it was the discouragement of the other disciples. It was taking his eyes off of Jesus. It was a stillness when Peter was feeling fear that made him go under the water. And as a church, we are called to move forward. We are called to step out onto the waters. We are called to keep our eyes on Jesus. As we have Sunday school, as we have confirmation and Bible studies, as we continue to baptize, as we have communion, as we receive new members, we do all of this because we are promised by God that God will be with us, that God will continue to serve with us as we serve others. You see, serving the people of God was not always easy for Joshua. You know, I've always had this mistake when I envision the people entering the promised land. Because when I have envisioned this, I I think about people entering the promised land and I see this beautiful place. uh, Mountains and hills and, and rivers and lakes and streams and everyone is happy as they go and they build their new communities and they live happily ever after. Well, my friends, that was not the case. You see, they were walking into already established communities. In fact, when we read through the first 12 chapters of the book of Joshua, we realize that the Israelites, they had to defeat 31 kings, kingdoms, in order to establish themselves into land flowing with milk and honey. It was not always easy to serve God. There are things now, there are things today that we have to continue to fight for. There are things now that we have to do in order to establish ourselves into our communities. But what I have learned from this encounter is that anything is possible when we come together as a community of faith. When everyone plays their part, it makes things easier and it is more enjoyable. And that is what is happening in the gospel reading for today. Jesus sends out 12 of his disciples. He gives them authority to cast out demons. He gives them direction to continue to spread the good news of God's love. He doesn't only go to Peter, James, and John and say to them, go out and proclaim the kingdom of God. No, he tells all 12 of the disciples. In fact, in the gospel of Luke, We read about Jesus sending out 70 disciples. 
Jesus knew that he could not do this alone. Jesus knew that it was going to take a community of people to ensure that the message of God's love for the world will actually make it out to the world. And now God is sending us out as well. God is sending us as faithful disciples in the world to spread God's word of faith, hope, and love. Because we are not doing this alone. We too have a community that surrounds us. And we have a God who promises that God will always be with us. God will always be with us in everything that we do. So it is so important for us to think about our ministry and how we together are going to go out as a community to spread the good news of God's love to the world. Because God loves us. God will never forsake us. And God promises that God will always be with us. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name. Amen.